With us today is Mario Economo, and uh, he is a banker. Uh, he uh, worked in New York, London, Zurich, and money center banks. And um, he gives us a review on Europe uh, every few weeks. Uh, Mario, uh, tell us, uh, is there any update what's going on in Europe uh, with uh, the economy, with the weather, with what the heck is going on? Tell us. Good morning, uh, Cats Roundtable. So let's start off with something today that affected the U.S. and specifically that of the recent downgrade by Fitch of the U.S. debt. This is a very interesting and negative thing, uh, in my opinion. The reason I say it's negative, even though many people are shrugging their shoulders and saying it's really not that big a deal, it in fact is, because if it wasn't a big deal and if uh, if there was no importance to something being downgraded, then the downgrade wouldn't exist. Now, the fact that this downgrade has happened, apart from the fact that it's going to actually have a negative impact on the local economy in the U.S. because it's going to make borrowing costs higher for many companies, uh, which, of course, will pass that on to the consumer, it's also interesting to point out the impact that it's going to have on Europe. Uh, Let's not forget that Europe is relying on the U.S. at the moment for 100% of its defense against any potential Russian aggression. So when uh, the European economies, and specifically three, Germany, uh, Holland, and Luxembourg, have AAA ratings and the U.S. rating is below that rating, it's interesting uh, to see how they're going to feel about their defense being extended, their protection rather, being extended to the umbrella of U.S. defense. Um, Personally, I'm not sure how you can actually downgrade the U.S. and keep Germany at a AAA rating, especially when Germany is not in control of both its fiscal policy as well as its monetary policy. As we all know, Germany's monetary policy is dictated by the European Central Bank. So uh, I don't think the uh, downgrade makes sense. It is negative, and it will be interesting to see how the Europeans react. Uh, Ideally, the Europeans should react with some form of leadership, uh, but we're not seeing that in Europe at the moment. And the only person who did show some signs of leadership in the European Union was President Macron of France, but he's mired in his own problems politically at home, as well as we've now seen in the Sahel in Africa, where many countries are actually pulling back from France. And recently we saw a coup in the country of Niger, where the people and the government is demanding that France leave, it vacates uh, the country with its military forces, and they are actually welcoming with open arms the Russians. Um, So I think the downgrade in the U.S. is an unfortunate event, uh, and it's going to play out. There will be a negative impact. I'm not sure what it's going to be over the, the longer term in Europe, but I think that as a European, it does concern me if I'm looking to the U.S. for my defense, uh, that the country's uh, debt rating has been uh, downgraded. Well, again, I'm not sure how significant that is. Uh, uh, if you didn't own U.S. dollars, what would you like to own? And uh, that's the, the what I what I look at. And uh, anybody with significant uh, uh, money, uh, moving money around. I mean, I'm, I don't want to own yen. I really don't want to own. Uh, German uh, euros. Uh, I mean, what would you want? Well, I think the combination. I think the combination. I mean, what we're seeing, what's happening in the commercial real estate market in the U.S. is not good right now, and that's being driven by the high interest rates. 
another unfortunate uh, event. But uh, if we consider the fact that the U.S. has also been downgraded, and now let's assume you are someone who's sitting in Europe and you're actually looking to invest in something in the U.S. on the commercial real estate front, this downgrade will actually increase your borrowing costs. It will inc increase your carrying costs. So I'm not sure it's not going to have uh, it's not going to have any impact whatsoever on investment decisions. Um, I think it's something we're going to have to wait and see. But uh, let's move on now to a couple of other things. Uh, and specifically, last week uh, we saw there was uh, Russia's National Navy Day, uh, wherein uh, President Putin did announce uh, the building of another ten of uh, his uh, of Russia's state-of-the-art frigates, the ones which carry the hypersonic missiles. Um, I thought that that was an interesting announcement for him to make. Uh, clearly, the country, Russia, is putting a lot of money in the production of various defense systems, whether it's ships or planes or missiles. They're continuing to develop and build at a time when everybody thought they didn't have the money or the access to capital to do that. Um, we also know that uh, the English are training the Ukrainian army so that their uh, part of the counteroffensive in December will be to the uh, ability to retake the Crimea. Now, this is interesting because this flies in the face of an article, I believe it was in the New York Times, which is saying that many of the Ukrainian troops that have been trained by the West, uh, by the U.S., by Britain, um, are failing on the battlefield. And therefore, the Ukrainian troops themselves are now resorting to other approaches more traditional approaches to, with respect to how they're used to fighting wars to try and, and to, uh, uh, to turn the tide with respect to this counteroffensive, which has stalled. And I say the counteroffensive has stalled because if we look at the three lines of Russian defense in the Donbass, the Ukrainians at this point have failed to even breach the first line. So well, the truth, clearly, is, the truth is we don't really know what the truth is. Uh, no, the the truth is they haven't breached the uh, the outer uh, most uh, the third line of the Russian defense. Yeah. So if, if they do breach the third line, they're going to have to go through the second and the first line. And um, and, and don't forget, with lines, the price of oil being eighty dollars, Russia has all the money they need to to, to uh, wage a war. So by not opening up the spigots in the United States and lowering the price of oil, we're making. Russia richer and the ability to wage war. Uh, well, again, that's not something that Europe can control. That's only something you folks in America can control uh, and can decide on with respect to policy and who you want in your White House and in your government there. we got a minute um, left, uh, Mario. What do you want to tell the American people? Let's just touch on one more thing, and, the, and that is specifically that President Erdogan of Turkey has asked President Putin to reconsider and rejoin the wheat deal, to which, of course, President Putin has said he will not join. Uh, President Putin has also not given President Erdogan of Turkey a date for his visit. There was a visit that was supposed to happen by President Putin to, uh, to Turkey. Uh, that visit now is essentially on hold, and it is believed uh, it's on hold because uh, President Putin has not forgiven President Erdogan for releasing those five Azov Battalion uh, POWs that, uh, that uh, were in Turkey uh, back to the Ukraine. Uh, and one more thing we know, uh, there was supposed to be a visit by Egyptian President al-Sisi to uh, President Erdogan in Turkey, and uh, President al-Sisi has canceled uh, that visit to Turkey. Uh, he cited uh, President Erdogan's close ties to the Palestinians, but uh, many people suspect it also has to do with the fact that uh, President el-Sisi was 
in St. Petersburg recently at that uh, conference President uh, Putin had in Russia, and uh, they're saying I that understood. there could, there Mario, could be a reason. We're out of time. Thank you so much for bringing all Americans up to date, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Okay, thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.